You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to talk about the domino casting in Deadpool 2, Steven Spielberg's new movie, Iron Fist Reviews, all kinds of good stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie mm, Press. Mm, 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 mm. Good I, morning. I have that going around my head all week. <laughs> Do you? It's so annoying. It's an, it'll, uh, an earworm, an ear bug. Yeah. Um, well, hello. His name is Simon. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I am Jeff Snyder. Yeah. Your host of Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network. Mm -hmm. You can find me on Twitter at the In Snyder, mm -hmm. and over at the Tracking Board, trackingdashboard.com. <laughs> you know what you were, right? The, where I am the editor in chief. Just, yes. just sure. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, uh, hello, uh, I'm Simon Thompson. I'm the co-host. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at showbizsimon, Instagram at showbizsimon, and I have a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. Not my personal one. It's a work. It's one. a great Facebook page too, guys. Is it? You gotta get to the Facebook page. <laughs> you gotta go there, guys. Our top story today is Lion Sonny Power, the cutest kid actor ever. Yes. I'm kidding. Let's move on with the actual show about actual news. Hmm. And we'll kick it off with a little scoop. Oh! With a little scoop that I dropped yesterday. Scoop it's already out there. Disney Scooperella. Uh, Live action. Rumor. Rumor, hmm. rumor time. Zazie okay. Beats. Yes. Wins the coveted role of Domino in Deadpool 2. Nobody saw this coming except... Who? For yours truly. What? Uh, what? Did, first of all, before we get into the nuts okay. and bolts and the hows and the whys, yeah, what do you think of Zazie Beats as Domino? Really good. Yeah, do, really good. Do you watch Atlanta? Have you seen it? Yeah, I've I've seen like two or three episodes. Um, I think she's really good. I mean, she's stand out. Uh, she she's certainly a standout breakout from that for me. I mean, it's full of great, pretty much unknown talent generally um and she stood out like you know when sort of when i watch films like dope that was a film that didn't have many well-known people in it but there were just individual characters that really stood out she stood out for me i mean i'm very i'm pleased but very surprised that they've gone and i thought this might happen we discussed this a couple of weeks ago that they might go for someone who's not particularly well known mm -hmm. yet and i think that's a good call with this i i looking at the images i've seen of domino from the comics and looking at her I think she's going to make a really kick-ass interpretation. I'm uh, excited. Certainly intrigued. Yeah, no, no, me too. I, I, I dig it. Um, I happened to be watching this movie Wolves over the weekend with okay. Michael Shannon. It's like a basketball drama, and she's the basketball Does it have star's wolves girlfriend. In it? No, the team is the Wolves. Oh, okay. Uh, go Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so I, re I remember sitting there watching it on like mm. Saturday or Sunday. And she and I'm being like, you know, this girl. Who who is this girl? This is the girl from Atlanta, right? She ha she looks like everything that they're looking for for Domino. Yeah, I actually like remember thinking that, but I was like, nah, they're going after some bigger names. So, anyways, another uh, names were mentioned. I mean, most recently, Janelle Monae. Right, but but that got shot down. Yeah. Very uh, anyway, so so Wednesday morning, I had breakfast with the source, uh, and we were talking about Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, I, I heard Ruth Negga. So, like... Would have been good. Don't see her in it. Well, she's also... The thing is, is that she's doing Preacher over at AMC. She's she like, doing something like yeah. that. So, uh, I remember, like, I, I had typed up, like, rumor and Ruth Negga, you know, eyed for Domino, like, in my Twitter. I, mm -hmm. I was looking at the tweet, but I was like, I got it. You know, it's... There's been so many names thrown out there, and it's mm -hmm. not helpful to the process. 
Um, so I, I ran it past someone. I just got a no. Not even like a eh, maybe or eh, I, I heard, it was just like a straight no. And when you get so here here's an important lesson for uh, for aspiring journalists out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a no mm-hmm. can be as helpful as a yes. Okay, because the way that the no was issued, it made it seem like no, we have a girl. Like we, you know, th- there's been a decision. Yeah. Uh, so once there is a decision made, mm-hmm. then it's a frenzy because mm-hmm. you're just trying to get the answer. The, like, here, uh, r- rule number two for the morning: okay. timing is everything. Yeah, timing is everything. Um, Have you been watching Cocktail? Because these are sounding. These are just. It's just. I'm just going exactly through like Tom Brian, Cruise's tips yeah. for Cocktail. <laughs> timing is everything. Sometimes a no is more. Brian than Brown yes. giving advice. So, okay, so I was like, all right, I'm not tweeting this, this Ruth Nega thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got a, a little haircut the other night. Nice. And I got out of my, my haircut. It's on fleek. And, uh, mm. and I was just catching up with another source, like, late at night. And uh, I had asked what they'd heard about Deadpool. And they'd said, they didn't even know this girl's name. They were just like, oh, I'd, I'd heard something about the girl from Atlanta. Uh, and I immediately called her, her reps and, and left a message mm-hmm. and didn't hear back. This was obviously late at night on Wednesday. Um, so Thursday, I started scoping it out a little, but it mm-hmm. was so hard to get a second source on this uh, mm-hmm. because it was so secretive. All my normal sources, they were like, listen, man, I, I haven't heard shit. And so then I heard, like, basically just sit tight because there could be something coming soon. Yeah. And at that point, when you know when you know an announcement is imminent, um, I didn't feel like I had enough to publish it, especially given how many names had been out there and had already been wrong, so yeah. I decided to tweet it. And that's why it ran as a rumor, which you don't see often on my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran it as a rumor via tweet, and sure enough, Ryan Reynolds confirmed an, an hour later. I think it. I think it. She just. She has this look. She has this cool look. She has yeah. a certain vibe. No, I think it's absolutely. a certain edge that's right for Deadpool too. And she beat out a lot of uh, of stiff competition for that. So. That's how good it, on her. Uh, yeah, I'm I think it's great. I mean, we've we've had this conversation before about the fact that there is, there has been, you know, we, we kind of go through this wave in Hollywood where we find four or five new actors or actresses, and we kind of use them in everything. Right. But we seem to be at the moment there seems to be this trend where we're bringing in new talent consistently, or certainly more consistently than we were over the last five or five or eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say decade because that's not necessarily true, but five or eight years, and we're actually giving these people decent roles and decent movies to really bring them to the fore. I think it's great. It was honestly like the opposite of the. Spider-Man situation where yeah. originally I had heard that Spider-Man was going to go to a person of color. Yeah. And then they Which wasn't up... entirely wrong because obviously the animated movie has gone down that route. R- right. Yeah. Like I knew that they wanted to involve Miles Morales soon. I thought it would have been the live action movie but mm. in the end they decided to play it safe uh, and they cast a white guy. Here I had heard that they were going after white actresses yeah. for Domino like Mackenzie Davis or you know Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's what it was. The tour was originally. That, yeah. Exactly. And then uh, over the last couple of weeks it switched to it's going to be an actress of color mm-hmm. uh, and you know I'd heard Gugu Mbatha-Ra, I'd heard Kerry Washington. Yeah. Those were the, the names that had sort of circulated. Anyways I think that the point of you know me telling you all that stuff is just like I would have reported that rumor out if I had more time, like if I didn't yep. know that the announcement was coming mm. yesterday or, or uh, you know, was sort of hinted that it was coming yesterday or soon, like I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have tweeted it out. Yeah. I would have tried to nail it down. But when you know you're up against that kind of deadline or, or that the star is eager to get it out on social media, and obviously someone had to create that image for him, the, both images that, he, uh, that Ryan tweeted out, yeah. uh, I felt like I had no choice but to put it out on Twitter. But, yeah. 
No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely really excited. Sometimes um, I publish stories on, on single source, but yeah, this one was just so tricky. I yeah. decided not. No, I think it's, I think it's great. I'm really, I mean, I, I'm genuinely really excited about uh, Deadpool two. I loved, I really had a lot of fun with Deadpool. I really enjoyed it. I saw it, you know, quite a few times last year. Um, one thing I didn't, I'm probably one of the few people um, in the movie Twitterverse that d- didn't get a buzz from it was the Deadpool 2 tease this week I didn't love it either I was a little bit I was I wanted a bit more I didn't think it was it didn't feel it didn't have the enough sass like the film did it doesn't have enough it didn't go hard enough well is it because you're sort of putting it up against that first one that like test reel that leak that got Deadpool made in the first place yeah but also like the really creative sequence. marketing I and mean, the marketing for that film and all the stuff that was around it was was so strong and it was so sharp and it was quick and it was hard and it was it yeah, this really was two and a half you. minutes and there was a lot in the phone booth with him struggling I thought that was over long right and not 90 seconds crash it down to 90 seconds I think you would have had me. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, they don't care what I say. This is just my opinion as yeah, an individual. It just it lacked great. a little bit sass. And I think some people might have got sucked onto the, the, the Deadpool train and going, it's Deadpool, therefore we have to think it's awesome. Which, which happens me, with movies all the, all the time. Yes. All De- the time. Deadpool's not a good movie. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, it's I not. really enjoyed the movie, but for me, this was kind of like fu- a very... It's a fun movie, and it did things differently, and I yeah. totally respect it. Yeah. But I still don't think it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. A great movie doesn't have to be like Citizen Kane artistic shit. A great movie Lo- can be Police Academy. Okay, but Logan blew that movie out of the water. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's, yes. that's like comparing... I mean, they're both similar movies, but also very different in many ways. Yes. Completely different tones of characterization. And I appreciate Logan's Logan. I mean, Logan is badass, but I also love Deadpool. Both Um, movies I would watch repeatedly. But yeah, so I I was just, I just got to say, I kind of, I didn't get a boner for Deadpool 2 tease. You're always talking about your boner. I love my boner. We got to find a different It's how I judge movies. (laughs) It's how I just, have you not seen on posters where they go like four stars, five stars, there's like boner. So I I listen to my gut and you listen to your boner. Boner. Gut and boner. We will move on because we want people to tune in next week. (laughs) Okay, uh, <laughs> but if you love bonus, seriously, our so audience is just Deadpool skyrocketing. Shaping up to be, uh, you know, I, I like the addition of Zazie Beats, and we'll see who ends up getting the cable. Yeah, role. very much so. Okay, uh, what is next? Uh, can we talk about Joe Carnahan? <laughs> Jumping right to to Joe Co. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this week announced that he's coming off Bad Boys Three. That's, um, that's not Joe Co. <laughs> Joe Carnahan. Yes. Yeah, I. <laughs> I that's, a, that's an A. <laughs> I love. Uh, I love the idea of him doing it. We discussed this like last week or the week before. Bad Boys Three, you mean? Yeah, Bad Boys Three. Yeah, um, he's not doing it now, and I'm. I was genuinely quite disappointed with that this week. I have an idea for who I would love to see take over. Who? John McTiernan. <laughs> How? Shut up! How did I know you were going to laugh? How did I? Are know? you Come fucking on. kidding me no, right I'm now? No, I'm not kidding you. Listen, John I'm McTiernan not kidding you. was one of the greats. You're, you're, uh, he's Simon. a man with Simon. a no. Come on, stick with me on this. Now, uh, obviously, he's done some shit, like Thirteenth Warrior, uh, Rollerball. Uh, I would differ. Last Action Hero. I have a soft spot for that movie, but also look, Die Hard, the third Die Hard movie, Predator, Thomas Crown Affair. When John McTiernan brings it home, 
he brings it home. Why don't we just get William Friedkin to direct Bad Boys 3? I mean, <laughs> dude, these are not the people who are directing Bad Boys 3. John McTiernan, as great an action director as not saying as it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I, I'm just saying I would love to see John McTiernan do Bad Boys 3. <laughs> You're gonna say somebody cool, like like not that he's not cool, but like yeah, Gareth, yeah. Gareth Evans, yeah. someone like I would also watch a realistic. That. I would also chance, watch or... that, but I would I just suddenly came to me. I was like, it would be great. <laughs> we have a resurgence at the moment of action movies, and we will get to another. Do you one really think that that's a good match? Like John McTiernan, I, I I'd love to see him. Match, di- but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him direct an, another cool action movie. But Bad Boys Three, I cannot see John McTiernan doing. <laughs> Cannot, I cannot Just. imagine what that would be like. But so Joe Carnahan, which is a bummer because yeah. we both we love Joe and yeah. we did want to see him direct this. Uh, the report initially said scheduling issues, but also possibly some creative differences, which Joe took to Twitter to dispel. Yep. Uh, that I mean, listen, I think that there's probably a mixture of truth to both of these things mm-hmm. because knowing Joe a little, I don't think. I think he just wants to do something more interesting than the standard studio action tentpole, which is maybe why Mission Impossible 3 didn't work out as well. Yeah. I mean, this is his second part three big budget thing that he's had to walk away from. Mm. Um, I'm more excited for his take on the raid, and I think he was too. Like, when you saw that announcement video, uh, you know, him and Frank Grillo just started War Party together, this production company. Like, they were stoked to announce that raid thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's where his focus is at the moment. So I, I can't blame him. I still want John McTiernan. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen. Okay. Oh, and, uh, and, and um, Media Shock in the chat say, Last Action Hero is the bomb. It is the bomb. Wise man. Very wise man. It's not the bomb. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's great. It was a bomb. It is also the bomb. I, I, re, I, I revisited it recently. I hadn't seen it since I was working in a theatre um, in my, my hometown of Swansea in, in the UK um, when that movie came out. And it bombed hard. But I, and I watched it and I was like, ooh, that's not great. But I revisited it. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Oh, so, you never cease anyway, to amaze me, but that's why I love you. Things um, you never That's hear. why we keep you around. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about Stephen, <laughs> crazy old racist uncle <laughs> sitting in the corner. I know he's old and racist, but you know, he Mc- gives good gifts. John McTiernan should be directing when John McTiernan made good movies. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. A couple of things. He's done a few things. Uh, he has, but he's, he's doing he's a few more. Yeah. Can you believe it? Uh, Steven Spielberg lining up The Post mm. uh, about the Pentagon Papers. Not a to- prequel to The Postman, Kevin Costner's <laughs> movie. Just in case there was some confusion. Uh, to- Oscar winners Tom Hanks yeah. and Meryl Streep are in line to star. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I mean, that's quite the package. Like, I don't know if we've it, seen as... Nice any, post I, pun there, by the way. That's quite the package. <laughs> that's a first-class casting. It's uh, quite the prestige <laughs> it listening is. off this project. But Hanks and Meryl Streep, have they worked together before? No, but they are friends. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, have they worked together? No, not... <laughs> they stri- trade baseball yeah, I say, cards. I say no. Yeah, they, you know, they, they kutch every now and again. Uh, no, here, they have not worked together as in on screen, but they have worked together in a professional sense because it was Tom and his wife that produced Mamma Mia... Mamma Mia. Here, Here we, we go, go again. again. <laughs> um, which I, I loved. Uh, by the way, I know. I'm, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so they have worked together. So he has produced her, but he's never worked with her on screen. And as soon as I saw this, this came, I was working at Reuters and I did a piece on this this week. And I was like, how, in all the years that these guys have been around, how the hell have Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep and Steven Spielberg never worked together before? 
How has like Hollywood a, not put them together? I know. I, I was a little surprised ridiculous. too. Um, and and that Meryl had only had never done live action with Spielberg either, right? She yeah. Just, she did like she narrated AI. Yeah. Was so she wasn't in it. No. Um, or was she? No, she wasn't. And she's um, narrating uh, his Netflix documentary, Five Came Back. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, um, she's so never been in a Steven Spielberg movie, really. Oh, my God. If they were just hanging out in a restaurant, how amazing would it be to just see those three mothers sitting around a table, <laughs> chit-chat, eating wasabi and kale? Someone wrote, I forget who it was, I tweeted mm. it out this week, though, and they did a great story. Why is this movie about the Washington Post and not the New York Times, mm. who started publishing the Pentagon, uh, yeah, the Pentagon Papers? Excuse me. And then the Washington Post sort of sp- uh, picked up the slack. Mm. And I don't know if this story is about the Washington Post getting scooped. Um, like I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the, the structure of this yeah. film will look like. I, but... I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I'm just guessing here. Maybe the characters in the Washington Post side of the story are more interesting and... Well, Ben Bradley, obviously, he, I mean, he yeah. was like the name person. Like, when, yeah, when it comes to making... When I looked at who broke it at the Times, yeah. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that person. Um, still, but, uh, Steven Spielberg just, doing another movie. Uh, I mean, Tom I Hanks, two Oscars. Meryl Streep, three Oscars. Steven Spielberg, three Oscars. I mean, I hope they bring those to work and no. just, like, have them on set. Just, like, <laughs> look, the, at the, my, the, look at all my shit. It's a little Oscar table next to Craft Services. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg, his wrapped Ready Player One. Yes, I he has. I am so fucking pumped for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, then he is moving on to the kidnapping of Edgardo Mortara. Correct. Uh, with Oscar Isaac as the yep. boy's father and Mark Rylance. Um, and then maybe the post. You never know. I think so. I mean, we've not heard of anything else that's on the table, but I mean, obviously he's got the documentary and stuff that will probably squeeze in there, but that he, won't take. There a was another time. project that dropped about Stephen this week mm-hmm. uh, over at the Rat. Matt Donnelly broke a story about him and J.J. Abrams teaming on a Syrian refugee movie, uh, like a Syrian refugee, and she and two small children survived on like you know clinging to like a water raft uh, when they were stranded at sea. I mean, it, it sounded like a story we had kind of heard before, yeah. but never with, like, two children yeah. also. <laughs> you know? Um, Kevin anytime... Hart and Dwayne Johnson are going to play the kids. Right. Yeah. Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams coming together, though. That's big news. Yeah. Always. Who's going to play the lady? I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be another discovery. Maybe it'll be uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know. Talking of discoveries, um, <laughs> Aladdin. Yes! Yes. They, and I've, I've touched on this before, are currently casting for two young Middle Eastern stars to take on, we can only assume, which I think is a fair assumption. Aladdin and Jasmine. Aladdin and Jasmine. Oh, no, you, you can assume that. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, yes. I'm also assuming that, bearing in mind the um, current political situation, yep. they will not film it here in America. They will film it in the UK. Due to visa reasons, I would oh, assume. That makes a lot of sense. And Guy Ritchie obviously made King Arthur predominantly in the UK. Yeah, I mean, he, he, t- he, he, he typically London. shoots over there anyways. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so they're searching for Middle Eastern actors, 18 to 25. I love it. It said, who can sing and hopefully dance. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> dancing would be a plus. <laughs> <laughs> Must have a large social following on I, Twitter and... You know, I mean, I guess you can teach someone to dance. Mm. I don't know. You know, singing's a little bit t- tougher. You either have it or you don't. 
but it's, it's certainly a great opportunity and, and uh, reinforces Disney's commitment to diversity and, and you know telling inclusive stories. Yeah, and bringing stuff. in fresh talent. Uh, but just briefly go back to Spielberg. I was actually in uh, Los Feliz here in, uh, in in LA the other day, just just on a Sunday, and there were some signs on some of the um, streetlights mm-hmm. where there was open casting for a Steven Spielberg project, which was along kind of a similar lines, looking for. Um, uh, kids of uh, sort of uh, non-white ethnicity. I think it, I can't remember it was uh, if it was sort of Middle Eastern or that that kind of that chunk of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I can only assume that that is that is possibly related to the Syrian refugee thing that we were talking about potentially. So putting putting two I and two see. together and getting seven. The one interesting thing about the, the Spielberg thing I, I yeah. just forgot was like. You know, when does he start directing movies for Universal? Isn't that wasn't mm. that kind of the plan when he went over there with Amblin? Yeah, but it's Steven Spielberg. You wait. Well, of course you do, but at the same time, like, and I feel like uh, other studios have had the same sort of concerns. Mm. Um, you know, like the Ready Player One is, is Warner Brothers. Uh, Edgardo Mortara is I want to say maybe Paramount. I don't, or Fox? I, I don't know who the I don't hell, know. On, I don't know who the honestly, fuck is yeah. uh, actually <laughs> doing that one. But uh, but the post is is co-fi by Fox and Amblin. So mm. I don't know. At some point, Universal's like, hey, Stephen, probably can we can we get you to do something? <laughs> we've we've ordered the stationery for your office. Do you want to? I mean, I just think that, that that was the original plan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know how these things work. Maybe they wrote in and said, okay, well, you can clear the deck of your, your projects that you're already looking to make, and if any fall through, then you you fill that gap with a with a one for us. But, yeah, you know. Anyways, uh, mm. over at Disney, Dumbo yeah. casting up. A lot of casting news on that this week. Eva Green and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Two of the four... Uh, will play twins. Human leads. <laughs> they will play twins in this movie. <laughs> Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Danny DeVito will play the uh, the, cir- the. He owns a small circus yep. that then gets sort of bought by the uh, larger circus, mm-hmm. and, and it's that circus owner, circus master, or whatever, who's the villain. Yeah. And then you have the. Uh, I don't know if it's two parents or what the deal is, but Eva Green, and uh, then there'll be the male lead, yep. who which was offered to Chris Pine this week, and uh, Justin Kroll corrected me and said that Chris had passed. Mm. So they Chris are... Pine, who apparently steals Wonder Woman. Is I've that heard. is that a thing? Is I've that heard, out there? I've heard from uh, people who've, who've who've seen it. You're going to. Um... <laughs> By the way, that is not going. I don't know if that's going to go over well. Chris Pine steals well, Wonder I saw, Woman. I saw people, that's... Apparently, there were some uh, some uh, like general public test screenings, mm-hmm. and apparently, what came of that on Twitter was the fact that Chris Pine kind of steals the movie. Apparently, he's really great in it. I mean, listen, I don't know how Chris true Pine that is. Is, is obviously a much better actor than I think Gal Gadot is. Uh, yes. So I'm not surprised to hear that, but I don't think that that'll be like a narrative that either the media embraces or that the studio no. wants the media no. to embrace because this no. is, the whole point of this is like, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's not and that's about, not, that's it's not not coming from me. I haven't seen it. And upstaging her. Yeah. But uh, I guess that was always the danger in casting a big movie star like Chris Pine next But also that's not really, that's not really something you hear very often, is it? Chris Pine really stole that movie. Yeah. I like Chris Pine, but it's something you don't hear very often. I'm I'm not surprised he turned down Dumbo. Will Smith turned yeah. down this role too. Yeah, I just think uh, he would have been good though. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine is like he's he's starting to make the right moves. He's coming yeah. off Hell or High Water, like yeah. that's a big movie for him. I don't know if going right back into like 
the Disney well. One of my favourite things that Chris Pine has done, it's it's not a great movie and it's not his best role, but he really had fun with it, and that was Horrible Bosses 2, when he played a dick. Yeah. I really... He was good. He was good in that. Dude, listen, the best thing I ever saw Chris Pine in was uh, Farragut North, which is the Ides of March, but Mm. the play. Yeah. So, like, imagine the Ides of March with Chris Pine instead of Gosling. Yeah. And then him acting it right in front of your face. And, uh, yeah, he really impressed me with that. Um, who would you like to see, then, as the um, as, as the evil guy, the evil ringmaster? I don't know. I'd love to see Frank Grillo. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I can also see Grillo as the dad, though. I would watch Frank Grillo in anything. He's the man. I love, I love, we, we love Frank we love the, on the show. Uh, sticking with Disney, yeah, they're rebooting Tron with Jared Leto. Yes, they are. This, this is happened just, just after the show. Yeah, this is just an week. idea right now. There's do no script. Do that deliberately. We finish at like ten ten, yes, and I, someone goes. I swear, oh, I swear to God, I think that they do. <laughs> Will Smith's playing Mary Poppins or something like that, and it's like what? Always. So so okay. We all knew like this was already out there that they mm. wanted Jared Leto for Tron three. Yes, they did. He was going to join, like, Garrett Hedlund and, you know, join that universe. Now they're like, eh, that universe, maybe we'll move on from that and tell a new story set in the Tron world Mm -hmm. with Jared Leto. I didn't really, I don't, I'm not into Tron. Are you? Uh, I did not like the original Tron. I really enjoyed Tron Legacy. Okay. I was I said last week would have been super psyched for the idea that they had with the third Tron movie of having it of an invasion of this world. I think that would have been really really cool. That is now not happening. They are going with a reboot. Um, am I psyched about it currently? Not right now. I think for me, I'd love to see who else they cast in this and what they want to do with it and the way the story is going to go. And who ends up directing I'm it? That, that's to. obviously yeah, a big part I, yeah. of it. John McTiernan. John McTiernan would be a great Tron. <laughs> Amazing. Here's here, okay. Here's the big question yeah. that I'm getting at with this: mm. is is Jared Leto a movie star? No, I don't not, think so not. either. I would be very. Skeptical. I think he plays good characters. Do I think he's a movie star? Not right now. Listen, like I don't even understand the difference between Tron Three and the Tron reboot. Like, if you don't want to make one, why would you make the other? Probably about fifty million dollars in budget. Bold claim alert. Yeah, I don't think this movie ever happens. I, I really think anyone getting their hopes up for another Tron movie is delusional. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't see it really happening. I just don't. I mean. It, it might do, but I don't. I don't think we're going to see it for another three years, and I don't know if the hunger for another Tron movie is going to last in three years because after the original Tron, a lot of people were constantly going on. We want a sequel, we want a sequel, we want a sequel. After Tron Legacy, a lot of people weren't going. We want a sequel, we want a sequel, we want a sequel, and they certainly weren't going. Let's take this back and reboot it. I don't. I think there's hardcore Disney fans who will absolutely go and see this regardless. But realistically, I'm with you. I don't think it'll happen. I just think you could do it for like cheap if you did like a mid-budget Tron movie. But they won't do it for cheap though. They will right, throw the whole money point, at it. The whole it. point yeah. is to go big or go home. But yeah. like the merchandise sales don't really back that up. But they had no. But they have been investing in in Tron as a as a property because I mean, in, in I think it's in Japan uh, they've got a Tron ride now. Yeah, so, you go over to Japan. It's neon lights everywhere. Yeah, it's, you know, it's they a like, different. And there's a cycle ride they've created in in the theme park there. So. You know, you can you can do that. So I mean, do, they, Disney are invested in it as a property. If they make that movie, it'll be because they think they can make a killing in China. It's, it'll be one of those like Warcraft yeah. type movies I where like, listen, we're gonna take it right down here in the U.S. But 
worldwide, we could do well. You know what they say? Two trons don't make a right. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. You can use that one. Oh, I'll be here all week. No, Sick, I will. I live here. Sticking with Disney Sleep also the broke dur- after the show yeah. last week. Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Joining Han Solo. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Absolutely love that guy. Doesn't get enough work, in my opinion. Really? I feel like he works all the fucking time. Uh, yeah, he works all the time. But he, does, he doesn't, but get, he a doesn't get a lot of the attention movies. and the big movies and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Um, I'd heard maybe Mahershala passed on this one. Okay. Uh, but either way, and, and I don't know if he's the villain. I think Justin said he tweeted maybe. I don't know if it was in the story, mm. but uh, he tweeted out that he heard Michael K. Williams was going to be the villain. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. He's so he's so menacing. I mean, mm-hmm. Did you have you watched The Wire? Yeah, yeah. I devoured that. Okay, I absolutely loved it. Good. I'm always like, when people tell me they haven't seen The Wire, I'm just like, how how is this even possible? Mm. I know it sort of is is gets off to a slow start, but oh, well, I, I saw him shows. recently actually on a, on a, a a red carpet. Um, it was it was for the big final awards weekend. It was either the Spirit Awards or Vanity Fair. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's funny, you had major name people walking on the carpet and all around him. And when he came onto the carpet, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my God, <laughs> he's amazing. So he is not the biggest star and he works constantly. But actors love him. But yeah, actors he's very and well people love him. Peers. They really, you know, whatever he's in, they're like, it's- ooh. Him. It's probably the same like reaction that when I uh, when people say oh, when you, you walk into a room, do, do you watch oh Game of Th- you watch Game of Thrones, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah. and, and they look at me like I'm have two heads and I'm crazy. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, let's see, let's run down some just quick tidbits. Do you watch The Crown? No, I haven't. Vanessa, I don't. Neither do I. I don't know. This I heard actress, it's great, but, but I haven't had time. Vanessa Kirby joining Mission Impossible Six. Okay. Uh, congrats to her. Well, well, well done. <laughs> Must send her a card. Re- Rebecca Ferguson is coming back though. So. Great. Don't think she's just being replaced. Uh, unlikely to get a fifth Bourne movie unless something incredible happens. Thank God. Yeah, but I did not enjoy the last Bourne movie. This is not a great franchise. It was not, guys. This is not a great. They've franchise. literally run Never out of was. ideas. Uh, that was an interview that, that Matt has done. He's still promoting it, the Great War. It was a franchise that, that hit, and then suddenly they had to like have this mythology for, and it felt so strained. And it was bad. I was never a big but Bourne it wasn't guy. Bad. Like, it was just the action dull. scenes are awesome, but. Yeah, story wise, it's laughable, well, and, the, is, and the last born was atrocious. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really. I was very bored with it. Um, it was one of my least favorite blockbusters of last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, we won't get another born. Uh, Hugh Jackman to replace Christian Bale in Michael Mann's Ferrari. You had me at Hugh Jackman. You had me at Michael Mann. So, okay, so I don't know if anyone else will have them though. Uh, you know, come on. So I, I tweeted this out. Last November, yeah. I think, uh, that Hugh Jackman was going to be in Ferrari. Now, if you read the Deadline story very closely, mm-hmm. you know what's missing from that story? What is missing from that story? A financier. Oh. Okay. This was a Paramount project, I mm-hmm. believe. I don't know if Paramount is going to end up making this. I mean, th- this is not a cheap movie. Michael Mann's coming off Black Hat. You know, yeah. he seems to have lost his fastball a little bit. So what I think happened here is that because Hugh Jackman is fire right now he is. with Logan, yeah. I think Michael Mann put this out there. I think Michael Mann told Deadline is it his run, Christmas list? to run this story. Yeah. We've got Hugh Jackman and Numi. Uh, who wants to make go and make this movie? Because I'm ready. So I just don't know how real this is. I think uh, other people have been skeptical of whether this will actually go before the cameras or not. 
man has a habit of sort of announcing a lot of things that don't necessarily get off the ground. Remember yeah. that project Big Tuna oh, yeah. he was going to do about yeah. like Capone or something? I don't know. I just, uh, listen, I would love to see Hugh Jackman as Ferrari. I think it would be a cool role for him, and he could actually pull it off. Yeah. Um, and maybe after Greatest Showman, if that's like a big hit in December, maybe yeah. this will, will get made. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. We'll be. It'll be interesting to see. Like yeah. Logan might be enough to get this movie made, but there is nobody paying for it right now. Uh, some breaking news. Um, just what? been alerted to it. What? What? What, what do we got? What uh, do we it's, got? It's not world-stopping stuff, but it's worth mentioning. Mention. Um, uh, Terry Rossio, uh, known for his work on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Am I saying the name correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going to head uh, up the writing room for Godzilla vs. Kong. I love... Uh, this is, um, is going to drive me nuts. So They have a fucking writer's room for Godzilla vs. Kong? Godzilla, roar. Make them Kong, fight. roar. Like, <laughs> what is there to fucking do here? Ape takes dump. I love that they need a room to write a fucking movie called Godzilla vs. Kong. Holy shit. Hollywood, folks. But also, behind Pirates of the Caribbean, I am, I got trolled by a massive Pirates of the Caribbean fan this week. There, those exist? Apparently. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, but that's a side project. Uh, yeah, so apparently, I, you know, co-writing the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I don't like those movies and I don't like those scripts. So, I, this, for me, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> I really, we'll talk about Kong later. I really enjoyed it, but I don't... Script was not the strongest part of that movie. No, no, no. Let's talk about it now. Let's just do it. Okay, you, you, uh, you got five minutes. Go okay, on. cool. So, Skong, uh, Skunk. <laughs> That's a different movie. Uh, Kong Skull Island uh, comes out. It's out now. I did not see it. I okay. uh, am going to see it this weekend. I'm I going to pay to see it. Five or six weeks ago. I'm going to drop a scoop. <laughs> Sam, oh. going to drop a Samuel L. Jackson scoop in just a sec as well off the back of this. Uh, what do uh, you think? What do you think of this movie? I really loved it. Um, you really loved. I it. really loved it. I had a. I had a lot of fun with this. Okay. Now. It is a film with problems, let me just say. I don't think some of the characters are drawn particularly well. Um, I don't think the script in places is particularly strong. I don't think some of the performances are amazing. But as a fun blockbuster movie... But I really loved it. <laughs> no, I did. But uh, when it comes to doing action sequences, when it comes to the, the, the cinematography, when it comes to what, it, what really matters in this movie, really, which is about Kong and fighting and sort of, you know, moments that make you go, holy shit, it had me gripping my seat... It was genuinely the, the shock and awe for seeing Kong and the interaction with Kong and the destruction of Kong is absolutely fantastic. Is there heart in this movie? That's there is all I heart in this movie, but it's it the, the heart has kind of shifted from previous Kong because the part that Brie Larson plays, um, Weaver, is a war photographer. It's very much not the female role that we've seen in Kong movies before, where it's about. The, the love story right. between her Man and the and ape, ape. Yep. yeah, and it's not. Her it's woman and there's a moment, there's a ref, there's a reflection on that, and there's a moment where that is kind of created in this movie, mm -hmm. but it's really not about that. Uh, it's about man's incursion in Kong's secret. Right? Paradise. Isn't he like the the protector of Skull he Island? Is. Like, yeah, that's where I thought. I yeah, heard he's the a protector of the island, and he's basically what keeps all these other evil monsters. The, 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 How were those monsters? Pretty fucking cool, to be honest with you. Pardon mm -hmm. my French. Um, they were pretty sweet. Um, I Initially, when I saw them in the trailer, I wasn't quite sure that they were going to be that that kind of convincing. Mm -hmm. But they really, really work. And what they do in them in the movie is great. And the, the, the sequences between Kong um, and, and these other creatures is fantastic. And there are, there are additional creatures which are dotted in, which don't have a huge part in the plot. 
but are just really nice little twists and who characterizations. Gives, who gives your favorite performance? <sighs> one of my favorite performances, I think, is John Goodman. Okay. It's one of the most understated. Um, I love the comic relief that John C. Riley gives. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was great. Tom Hiddleston is, 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 is really enjoyable, and so is Brie Larson. I think their characters are slightly underwritten. A little thin. And yeah. even though they're the ones that are really, you know, sort of at the, the masthead of the movie, mm-hmm. they're perhaps not the biggest selling points. Right. Um, but the, the supporting cast is really, really strong. Um, and I, I love um, Toby Kebbell's character. Okay. Um, I, you know... He's not in the film a huge amount, but I think he works with... And Samuel L. Jackson who, who is, is just Who awesome. is Kong? I thought... To, is Co, is to, Toby Hebel not Kong? No, to, no, Toby is one... He was what I want to refer to him as a consultant. Um, there's another guy that I, I spoke to this week, uh, Terry... I can't remember his last name. And he's the guy that was actually... He filled the Kong role okay. for the mocap. For, to, yeah, for Toby some was reason... a, con, uh, a consultant. Okay. On it, you know what? Maybe I was just confusing it with the ape stuff. That's yeah. what it was. But you know, there's. A, I when I spoke to the guys at the premiere this week, I said, "Is there like now, like a, a secret club in Hollywood for ape actors?" <laughs> you know, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, there's three of us. Yeah, you know, it's difficult organizing all the social events." Um, so I've heard mixed things about the movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it looks fucking cool as hell. It is. It's it's a really cool but, movie. I loved it. But I feel like the, the reviews are a little bit more mixed than I was anticipating. If you're going in there and you want great cinema. I just want a fucking fun time at the it's movies. It's a fun time at the movies. It nails that. I, I really was good. worried that the that the cast never quite seemed right to me. It seemed like a collection of hot names of the moment with Brie Larson in room and straight out of Compton guys and Tom yeah, Hiddleston. And, uh, like it felt a little let's get everyone who's popular right now into mm. a movie. So I was a little concerned about that. So the other the other thing I want to discuss and, and sure let's let's go to your box office report. Um, it's it's going to go off that. So previews last night three point seven million, um, which is solid but not amazing. I mean, when you compare it, say Logan, that's right. less than half of Logan. That was like nine point five million the week before. Right. Um, but we kind of expected that that might happen. We're looking the weekend at about forty to fifty million for for Kong Skull Island. Which is okay, but on a movie that cost about 185 million to make, you would want a little bit more, especially the that amount of money that Warner have put into this. That is not good. I think it will do more than that because I think audiences are going to see it slightly differently to critics, and I think they're just going to go, like, "It's a big monster movie." Honestly, I'm surprised that this story about the Kong because it's funny that the Godzilla vs Kong writers' mm. room is coming out today of all days because I feel like this movie is gonna lose money kong i don't think it's gonna lose money do i think it's gonna be a runaway success as in like with a you know with a really massive profit i don't think so um so so 40 to 50 million mm. for a movie that costs 185 million before well, marketing costs well that's the estimation i think i'm i think we're gonna see more than that i think we could quite easily see 60 okay, this weekend even if you get 55 on a budget of 185 million you're, you got to count another. Let's say, let's say 185, yeah. and let's just say 65 million on marketing, which I think is a very conservative. That is conservative. A, ve- There's a been very a conservative lot of number. For this. Okay, yeah. so now that puts it at 250 million, right? Yeah. Your box office, you get the studios roughly get half of what the theaters get, right? Yep. So just to make that 250 million back, the movie has to make how much? 500 million, correct? Yeah. That's going to be a very tall order for this movie. I think it can do it. Variety had a box office story this week that was like, it needs to make $300 million to be profitable. 
I think it's more than that. I love the writer of that story. It was it was like an irresponsible number to put out there. Mm. It, it definitely needs to do more than three hundred. Definitely. Yeah, I think it will. I could I could see it quite easily reaching the five hundred. Well, I wish Warner Brothers the best. How much of, more than the that? Best I don't know, luck. but I think it certainly can. Uh, and but, I am going to be contributing to that tally this weekend. Yeah, um, it's but... good. It's it's. Ge- I had great fun with it. I mean, I genuinely, it was. You know, if this become, but okay, so Star Trek three yeah. lost how much? Ninety million. Yeah, and then they quickly announced a fourth with Chris Hemsworth in a starring role. If this Kong movie loses a hundred million dollars, which mm. I don't think it'll lose that much, but let's say it loses money, do they still press forward with this universe? Yeah, I think they'll they'll chalk that like, up as a loss for like, setting up. Was set God, up was Godzilla that big a hit? No, I was quite surprised that yeah. they wanted. No, I was quite surprised they wanted to push. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Godzilla, but consi- by some considerable margin. Godzilla's not good. Yeah, no, it's not a great movie. <laughs> I think that this will be better than Godzilla. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's great, but uh, yeah, remain skeptical about this universe. It seems a little forced. Yeah, I personally, I you know, I really want it to to do well. I really liked it. Um, as I say, it's flawed. Um, it has my second favorite Samuel L. Jackson finale let me rephrase it like that oh okay no um, spoilers no, no spoilers, spoilers but my well, second favorite samuel L. jackson character finale let's get to your sam so, jackson scoop so talking of finales um he is perhaps currently most well known for the films is nick fury in the marvel universe yes and i asked him he commented recently about the fact that um nick fury is not in black panther and he he has said previously he's quite surprised as one of the few black characters currently in the Marvel Universe that Nick Fury would not be in the Black Panther movie. So I asked him about Infinity War because on IMDb he's listed as being in Infinity War and he said he, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't confirm whether or not he was in that. But mm-hmm. I said, well, what about the possibility? I said, there has been talk about Black Widow having a spin-off movie and other spin-off movies as well. What about a Nick Fury movie? I said, whether we go back to, you know, sort of back in time or whether it's a, a side project because a, a lot of the bits of the movie where Nick Fury hasn't been in, we could fill in those gaps. He actually was less interested in that than he was in an idea that he floated with me, and he's floated it with me twice now. Um, he wants to do, over a Nick Fury movie, John Wick 3. With Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves. He absolutely loves the John Wick movies. He wants in on that franchise. He wants, he in, wants like, in on another no, franchise. He doesn't surprise, want surprise. in. He wants in with a capital I-N. Seriously. Okay. I think he will do whatever he wants, needs to do, to get in on John Wick 3. He absolutely loves that. So if you're listening, John Wick 3 writers, make yeah. sure that you write Sam Jackson a really cool part because he will say yes. He will just say yes. He really, he really like, properly, like, I, you know... He really wants in on John Wick 3. Has he worked with Keanu before? I don't know. He has to have. He's Sam Jackson. He's worked with everybody. I would have thought so, even if he just popped up in a movie somewhere. But I couldn't think of, of anything um, um, that, that he'd been in with, with Keanu. But he just loves the movies. There, there's so much more to get okay, to, we have, so let's yeah. run through it. Uh, that was a scoop. That was cool, though. Um, by the way, la- uh, speaking of scoops, last week's Anna Ferris overboard thing. Yeah. That was confirmed. Look yes. at that. Yeah. Look at that. And she is not the one having the memory loss. It's going to be the guy. Right. They, they are flipping the, ge- the, the twist. gender twist uh, and all that. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Um, a project that is now not going ahead, which I'm quite surprised because it seemed uh, to be, yeah. yeah, which was was shaping up quite well, and it had a lot of um, talent approached to it. It had the best Australian talent in the world. Yeah, it really was the cream of the crop. It was, um, you know, a DreamWorks. Basically, they shut down Tim Minchin's um, a musical animated movie, um, Larrikins. It was about a marsupial who gets to explore the outback, and you know, it's about his life journey. I mean, the cast was was you know was really strong. Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie, Naomi Watts, uh, Rose Byrne, among others. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, I think, was in there as well. Um, yeah, so they've just shut it down. Apparently, they weren't happy with the way that it was going creatively. But to have that level of cast attached, I mean, that is one of the best lineups of a voice cast for a non-Disney movie. Oh, it was, for it was awesome. a while. It's a strong I, lineup. I this was something. It's, dead. it's, it's uh, I know. Yeah, Tim Minchin was, was pissed. He said yeah. he spent like three or four years yeah. working on this thing. I I don't know how much of it was animated, like. You know, was this sort of a done movie that they're just like, this doesn't work, we're not going to release it? And then, like, like Boo, like which they decided to retool, you know, Boo? Yeah. The Bill Murray, Melissa McCarthy thing yeah. with Seth Rogen. Um, I, I kind of respect DreamWorks that they're willing to, like, do all this work on yeah. something. And if, and if they don't think it's working, they're just like, no, we'll take the loss. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because uh, you, you can't put out bad movies, it'll hurt the brand. Larrikins was an idea that I never could wrap my head around. Like, what was the central story? Well, I think, and like, I think that is the problem because it, it was just, just felt like animated movie in Australia. That's animated all I movie knew in Australia it. with a marsupial, so that could be like kangaroo, wallaby, whatever. And Basically, it's like a, bit it of a musical, right? and a life story. Yeah, that's musicals. his. That's Tim, what Tim Minchin's background yeah, is, which yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I think I would find have been a little annoying. Good, but I think also if you look at what's out in the market currently. Um, you know, if you're going to try and you've got things like Sing, you've got things like um, Trolls, if you want to shove another musical animated movie in there, and those are obviously films that have already got audiences and are springing franchises off, you're looking at probably a release for that that would be around the same 2019, 2020 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're then going into, you're the new kid on the block with these other two established, you know, song and dance franchises. Yeah. You just go, do you know what, we're just going to leave this party. If you're not, if, if at this point, where you're probably starting production, you've got to make the call, actually, is this strong enough to take out to market? I right. don't know. We're going to have to do a lot of tweaks, a lot of reworks. And they're relatively new at Universal. You know, that yeah. was like a deal that went down last year. Yeah. So Universal's been evaluating that slate. Um, okay. So it's, I think it's a shame. because it, it it's, a, it's a loss. Yeah. Uh, but... But to me, I mean, as a project, the talent was singing more than the idea of the film, and that's yeah. not necessarily a... When, how when many it's films... voice and you don't have Hugh Jackman's face on the poster. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's different. Uh, other qu- quick couple of things. Um, Just Cause adaptation, obviously the um, the computer I've never game. heard of this video game. Apparently never it's heard huge. Of it. I don't. I'm not a gamer. Yeah, um, Jason Momoa is going to star. Audiences uh, at theaters tend to be a little bit uh, inconsistent on which game movies they decide to get behind, um, as in they don't get behind most of them. Um, Jason Momoa and then uh, Brad Payton is going to direct. Kind of like the idea of that. I'm a little bit confused as to why Hollywood is all over Jason Momoa right now because I'm not really. I don't. I'm not. I his think biggest Aquaman, fan. like. I like Aquaman in the Justice League teaser is cool. Yes. And I'm willing to give him a shot as the crow. I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. But, like, obviously Hollywood is anticipating his star rising but after Those are the characters Aquaman. that we find cool, the ones that he's embodying, characters right. that we both love. But as a star, Jason right, Momoa, himself. don't know. Yeah. Again, when you even, like, Fassbender does Assassin's Creed and it totally bombs. Like, yeah. They can't get Splinter Cell made with, with Tom Hardy. No. Uh, again, skepticism. Um, this week there was a screening of um, It. Stephen King got invited to that, uh, and he got his sign of approval. Now, Stephen King, an author, obviously wrote the book, um, 
doesn't like a lot of movies that have the Stephen King name on them. Sure. Um, some really well-known and well-loved movies that are Stephen King adaptations that he doesn't like. Um, he's given it his seal of approval this week, which is um, it's kind of a big deal. Listen, I'm, I'm, exci- it's I'm excited for it. I'm really yeah. stoked for it. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite. It's like maybe my favorite King property. Mm. What Stephen King says about a Stephen King movie doesn't yep. matter. It's my, no, it's, but it's my concern. Now I know people say, well, he hated The Shining, you know, so, but like he, he didn't say that in leading up to the release of The Shining. He said that afterwards. Yeah. So like, what do you expect Stephen King to say? If he didn't like it, he wouldn't have said anything, you know, like, of course he's going to say it's good. Mm. I just I don't I don't know why people get so excited if Stephen King likes something like no I don't think he's going to come out and say uh, you know he's never come out and said you know this film is a complete bag of dicks he's never said that he's been very silent on films he hasn't commented on movies Uh, but I get your point about the fact that he's not going to go out there and say it's awful. Don't yeah, go and see it because he's got money. It's like uh, whatever. I'm very I'm I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. But Stephen King. And horror. Well, we'll find out in September. It's out September eighth. It's like I always read his top ten list each year, and it's interesting. But there's mm. always a couple titles where you're just like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what?" Um, another horror thing. Um, Tobin Bell is returning for Saw Legacy. No real surprise there, as he is Jigsaw. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, when that story came out this week, I was like, "Really?" I was like, "There's going to be some blood in it." Tobin yeah. Bell has been waiting by the phone you for can't... five years for this call. <laughs> You can't do a Saw movie without Jigsaw in yeah. some form. He's got to be in there. Maybe he'll pass the, the reins to a new Jigsaw, perhaps, because I think that they need some fresh blood, so to speak, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they need some new blood. Yeah. Okay. We're doing all the puns this week. What else have you got? Oh, God. Okay, let's talk about the, so the Geostorm trailer. I, yeah. I watched it last night. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow, oh, boy. Do you know what? This is one of those films it's- that you just know... It's, it's going to suck, but I really want to see it. it. I mean, it obviously I looked like dirty. 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow. I actually thought it looked kind of cool, but yeah. then it's like Gerard Butler and Jim Sturgis, and you're like, what? Gerard Butler is the only guy making sci-fi channel movies on Hollywood budgets right now. <laughs> Seriously. He is he is he literally, overseas. He is like my haircut away from doing Two-Headed Shark something or other, mm-hmm. or Lake Placid 97. He is, come on. Gerard, the Jerry, come on, Jerry. Uh, it's just, I mean, I really want to see this because I love disaster movies. They're kind of like my Achilles heel. Yeah, like, but it, uh, holy shit, it looks terrible. Gerard Butler versus a weather controlling satellite. <laughs> who, who went into a studio in I Hollywood know. and went, I've got a great idea. You don't have a great idea. That's a terrible and idea. I've heard the production on this was a utter disaster. An oh, utter disaster. God. Um, this was it not looks in- terrible, but I can't wait to see it's it. It's been delayed a bunch of times, yeah. yeah. Uh, also Atomic uh, Blonde. And, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, every, by the way, every I just love every shot of Jerry and, and Jim Sturgis because it would be like <laughs> looking at like a, mo- a weather monitor and then it was like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, which I don't know whether they're looking at the weather monitors or looking at the fact that they're going, oh, God, I saw this Again, it's, it's just this city destruction porn. How many times do we need to see buildings topple like dominoes? Oh, me? A lot. I like it. It's terrible, but I like it. Uh, what, really what, what, what were you getting into next? Um, I was going to talk about the Atomic Blonde um, trailer, which dropped this morning. Okay, well, let's skip that. 
I I'm actually really into this now. I'm into it, but I, just, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's tough to talk about a trailer I haven't seen. James Bond and John Wick with like Charlize Theron. It looks freaking badass. She's embracing her badassery. After embracing Mad Max. it with, and with she's got fast eight. Yeah, and she it's seriously. I'm I'm actually pretty psyched for that now. Pretty psyched for that. I think it looks really really cool. It's just um, about kicking ass, and then some funny stuff with. With Toby Jones and John Goodman and, and others. It's, yeah. I, I like it. Women can kick ass these days. Oh, God, and yeah. you might see a TV series about one. Hmm? Hannah. Yes. Yeah. I almost forgot that. Yeah, take it a away. A film that I didn't love. Um, I, it was uh, Joe Wright's It was a movie. little weird. I, I, think, I think I actually liked it. I think it was Joe Wright's best movie. It felt like a film of lots of bits uh-huh. and lots of good characters. It didn't really gel for me. Um, but yeah, it's being um, adapted for, for television. Uh, David Farr, one of the uh, writer-directors of uh, The Night Manager. Um, it looks like he's not coming back for the second season of that, which was announced this week, by the way. Um, yeah, so he's going to work on this this uh, Hannah TV show. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it as a TV show. Um, I think it might work better as a TV show than it Listen. did as a movie. But I don't know if there's an audience hunger for it. But yeah, first of all, if, if it's like... It w- I don't know if it would be cable or broadcast, but I think it has to be I'm cable. I'm assuming and, it's cable. And I think it all depends on the girl. Like, that movie worked for me because they had Saoirse Ronan. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah. But if they just got some, like, TV actress... And the people who have been landing pilots this season, it's like, who who are these people? They're just yeah. so bland and generic. If they just get a girl like that, you know, the series isn't going to go well. Mm. Um, we have a whole bunch of shit, dude. I got to fucking let's, run. Let's we got to run through this. Train through it. Uh, El Chapo movie. Mm. Sony picked up the rights to this book, Hunting El Chapo, mm-hmm. uh, written by... It had two authors. One of the authors, it was a pseudonym for the DEA... DEA agent who led the chase mm-hmm. for El Chapo. That's kind of cool. And apparently Michael Bay wants to do it. Do you want to see Michael Bay's El Chapo movie or would you like to see someone with a little bit more nuance? I was thinking this will never happen either. Uh, the, Co- the Coen brothers. Yeah. Like if the Coen brothers did an El Chapo movie, just yeah. think about this like little bumbling like badass. Uh, like, I don't know. One more thing. I think you could make like something kind of funny about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, George may, Clooney? they may be leaning towards George the Michael Clooney Bay version. George Clooney in the lead version. on that? No. Oh. Kevin Hart? Michael Pena? Ooh, yeah. Demi and Bashir? I don't know. Yeah. Good call. Uh, um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I, yeah. I, I, uh, Michael Bay one? Probably not. Someone else? Yeah. Hey, 13 Hours was great, so. Uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, I've not seen any Neither of Neither have I. Getting some brutal reviews. Yeah. But wow. the bar is set high for the Marvel TV shows in general. All, I've loved all of them. I've been really into all the Marvel TV shows, and they yeah. deserve the benefit of the doubt, so I am going to check this out. Uh, but yeah, again, even the casting, it never did anything for me. Mm. It's, I know Daredevil. I get Jessica Jones, and, and uh, obviously know Luke Cage. Like I got those concepts. Iron Fist seems a little bit too out there for me i don't know it's different when it's like a two-hour movie like dr strange as opposed to a 10-hour tv series yeah uh michelle Yeoh joined uh, crazy rich asians yep 
that's casting up over uh, at Warner Brothers. Margot Robbie gonna star in that Maid Marian project called Marion. Yeah, which and, Sony picked up. Yeah, and Slash Film did a, a piece this week. Um, you know, shout out to them about the fact that there are so many. It's like we had Sherlock projects a couple of years ago. Every studio appeared to be working on a Sherlock Holmes project, and finally, that the John C. Riley one is is shooting in London at the moment. Um, but yeah, it seems like Robin Hood is very much where everybody's going right now. I, I, I mean, think most of these projects won't see the light of day. I mean, we'll see. Like, getting Margot attached is a big thing. I think yeah. that's, you know, rather than wanting to be in the Robin Hood business, I think and Sony really wanted to be in, in the Margot Robbie business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how King Arthur does. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it'll do really well and kind of bring these movies back. I think that Robin Hood has something just essential in its story, like the rich giving to the poor yeah. right now that is kind of resonating uh, and if they can find an Andy cool twist on it which but it seems like they have we've not really aside from a, a kids TV show in the in the 80s or early 90s um, we haven't really seen Maid Marian being the focus of any of the the movies previously right. so I think that's a really nice twist that I think will work well with current trends Carrie Washington producing The Mothers yeah. uh, she is ramping up her producing career she, she is she could be the next Reese Witherspoon in yeah. terms of producing uh, you never know she also joined the voice cast of Cars 3 mm-hmm. uh, Macon Blair who just won Sundance with I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore yep. did you see that movie on Netflix yet? I have yet? not seen it no I didn't really like it Okay, but he did announce his new movie The Shitheads great title nice uh, that is that, going to be hard to market. That's yeah. I think it, I think he said on Twitter that the, it's pronounced the Shitids. It's a fa- <laughs> it's a it's a family name. I love that. Uh, and that's uh, with Tracy Morgan and Luke Wilson. I like that. Liam Neeson is going to play Viola Davis's husband in Widows. I would love to see more of this, like the interracial marriage casting. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I guess I don't know if my brain is just trained that Do you know way. Because like, you're a liberal. Yeah, you're a liberal. <laughs> Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I, I thought that no, was I think great. You're, you're absolutely um, right. Uh, that, that cast is shaping up really, really nicely. Yes, yeah, so I mean, nicely. as you knew it would with Steve McQueen yeah, behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Miller joined Kirsten Stewart in Underwater. Mm. I really like T.J. Miller. He's great on Crashing. If you haven't, if you've been watching that on HBO, and you saw Personal Shopper this I week. I saw right? Personal Shopper. What's this it like? Because I wanted to see it, but I didn't get invited. Didn't really care for Personal Shopper. Okay. Um, she's good in it, Kirsten Stewart. Yeah. I think she's a good actress, but I think the movie was a little long and slow and mm. not scary enough. But she did shave her head for this movie underwater. Uh, so I, I posted some photos on Twitter out yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, people Sisa. were like, oh, my God. Uh, on the exec front, Jim Giannopoulos taking over, appears to be taking over Paramount yep. as CEO and yep. chairman. And he and he may very well get Mike DeLuca over there at, to run the film division and serve as co-chair. I that think would he would be have to get a co-chair team. title mm. uh, to go over there. And then Scott Stuber, that means Scott Stuber is going to go over to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, looking at the ty- kinds of movies that Stuber likes to make, I think it signals an intention for Netflix to make big, more big movies like Will Smith's Bright. I think that they will play around more in that space since Stuber knows what he's doing on that kind of front. Yeah. You know, like, would you see a movie like Ted go, go to a Netflix now? Um, Interesting. We'll see. Uh... First Man got a release date. Damien Chazelle's Neil Armstrong movie with Ryan Gosling. That'll yep. be uh, next October. So did uh, Indiana Jones 5. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That came out this week. And that'll be... Uh, that's pretty much going to do it for our show. Yeah. I mean, um, congrats to Adrian Bowles, who, who got a new job at Annapurna. Absolutely. Focus. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny Weinstein replaced her over at Focus. So I'm, uh, I'm seeing Power Rangers tonight. Wow. Enjoy. Pretty psyched about that. Then I'm talking to the cast on Sunday. 
Including Elizabeth Banks. You're, you're really excited to speak to the Blue Ranger, huh? I am. Blue's my favorite. No, I'm... Well, where can the Blue Ranger find you You can find me. Media? You can find me on Twitter, at Showbiz Simon. Instagram, at Showbiz Simon. On Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Oh, and also check out my stuff on Forbes. I had a really, really great conversation with Brian Henson about the future of the Muppets this week. Um, and also Fraggle Rock. So check that out on Forbes. And I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the Tracking Board. Great. Please go there, tracking-board.com. It's very nice. We drop things like domino scoops and Boom. all kinds of stuff. Boom. You can find me on Twitter at the Insnider, Instagram, all that stuff. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. And tell your friends. And tell your friends, guys. Have a great Kong weekend. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.